welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited to be here today. I've been actually trying to record this intro a couple times over the course of the day, and every time like a garbage truck comes by or the weed whacker next door goes off. So here we are. I think it's quiet. And I am very much appreciating this. I'm recording this on a Friday. It is the first Friday that all three of my kids are in school. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that this is kind of a big deal because I was on a book tour last year for the Plan Simple Meals book, and I took the three kids out of school, and they were with me the whole year, traveling across the country for little bouts also at home. We had lots of adventures, and it was the most amazing year of my life. I learned a lot about business, but I also learned a lot about being a mom. I would never take back that year for anything. It was just, it was so amazing. But my kids happily skipped off to their respective schools. Everyone was excited to be with friends and have more structure. Uh, I was a little sad, but I have to admit, I'm excited to have this time. So today I have an amazing guest and this is still part of the work-life balance series that has been running for the past couple of weeks. And starting this week, we're running a week straight of interviews, all amazing women who really have amazing businesses. They're all entrepreneurs, and they've figured out their own ways to balance life with that business. And a lot of them have had some pretty amazing findings. I think a lot of times when we think that someone has chosen to have an amazing business life, that we think that that means that they sacrifice their home life, their health, uh, whatever else we might, uh, whatever stories we might be carrying with us. So part of my reasoning behind this is I wanted to really uncover and see if that was true and learn from the wisdom when it wasn't true, because that's definitely something that I have thought about, struggled with over the years. So I'm hoping that you guys love these. And today's guest, who I'm going to go into a little bit more detail in a moment, but she's a money expert. And the other cool thing about a lot of the people you've been hearing, so last week we heard from Jenny Fennig, today is Christina Wise, tomorrow you're going to hear from Patty Lennon, at the end of the week, I believe you're going to hear from, uh, I think it's at the end of the week, Alexia Vernon, and all these women have been mentors of mine. They've all been people that I have paid in a moment where I needed to learn something that I didn't no, I just, I got stuck. I knew it was something I wanted to evolve around, grow around, but I only knew how much I knew and I knew I couldn't go any further than where I was alone. And I just wanted to mention that because I think that that's really important to take in that, that we can learn as adults, as moms, as parents, we're not born knowing everything. And I think when we hit adulthood and then when we become parents, we start 
sending our kids to all these extracurricular activities and all these enrichment things, and we forget to enrich ourselves. And over the past five years, I've really dived headfirst into enriching myself because it was something I really needed. And oh my gosh, it's paid off. I've learned so much in the past five years. I, I could write a book about that alone, but I'm not going to. But today's guest, Christina, taught me a lot about what I'm currently playing around with with money. And I had a lot of things that I needed to work through because I actually didn't believe that money and health could go together. I felt like if you were healthy, you had to sacrifice the wealth part. Um, it was just something that I, a story I had made up and picked up along my childhood um, and, and needed to get through it, needed to get to the other side of it so that I can really do what I love every day, make a living at it, make a good living at it, and still show up as my healthiest, most vibrant self. So this woman is amazing, and I'm really excited for our interview. And I'm going to read her official bio actually verbatim in a, in a minute because it's not something that I actually do, but she's usually do. Usually I just ad lib the bios, but she's pretty impressive. So I want you to hear, I want you to hear all of that. But before I dive into the bio, I just have two announcements. They're the same two announcements that I'm going to keep on having because we're getting closer and closer, you guys. So as you might know, if you heard on the last episode, coming out very soon is the Flow Planner. And this is a planner made for us, made for us busy moms, maybe working moms. It is created in 90-day segments to help you get what you need to get done in a balanced way. It's called the flow planner because the F stands for food, the L stands for lifestyle, the W stands for work, and the O actually stands for um, which is a chant that you do in yoga. But for me, it really stood for those spaces between everything else, the quiet moments, the down moments, the things that I think we all need to work on scheduling into our lives. And so the planner is meant really to be a place where you can balance your life on paper and it includes food, which is something that I haven't seen before. So I'm hoping it makes a big impact in a lot of families. And coming up, I'm going to ask you guys to help spread the word. So in the meantime, if you're interested in knowing more, you can visit theflowplanner.com. You can sign up. You can be on that list to know about it on the first day. There's going to be, I'm on the first day for the first 24 hours or the first however many copies, I think it's the first 250 copies, we're going to sell them at pretty much at cost. So it'll be the cheapest they will ever be. Um, and then the price is going to go up a little bit. Um, but for the first week or so, they're, they're definitely going to be a good deal. So you definitely want to be in the know around that. And then I will ask you for your help in spreading the word. And I, I can't explain it, but you're going to love it. If you love design, if you love the idea of having a planner that actually works, um, if you like to write stuff down, if you don't like to write stuff down, I'm going to encourage you to try it because it's a really good practice to get into. But just go sign up. Get on that list just so you, if, it, if this is at all calling to you so that you know when it comes out. Again, that's theflowplanner.com. 
And the second thing I want to say, which is going to end actually the day before we launch the flow planner, is that I have a giveaway going on and I want to make sure that you guys all enter. You can just go to plansimplemeals.com slash join and you can enter to win and you will very quickly see that if you then invite friends, share, you can gain extra tickets for winning. It's a prize that you won't want to miss. There's only one winner. But included in it are some of my favorite learning tools as a mom wanting to be healthy and, and happy. And so as I mentioned, I take some courses. I, I always have some mentors. So some of those people have are, their course is part of the giveaway. There's an outfit for your fall in the form of a gift certificate to anthropology. There's some meal planning resources. There's some actual physical groceries and meals getting delivered to your doorstep. There's tools for packing better lunches. So much good stuff. Well over $1,000 worth of great things that are going to help you. The flow planner is one of the prizes. And yeah, that's that's what I got. Go sign up. Plansimplemeals.com slash join. And you can claim your space and then share so that you can have even more entries. All right, let me read to you a little bit more about this amazing Christina Wise. Christina is a real estate mogul, millionaire coach, and creator of several multi-million dollar businesses, including Good Life Luxury, The Paperless Agent, and most recently, Wealthy Wealthy. She's also an international speaker and award-winning author of the Amazon best-selling Falling for Money, a romance novel for your bank account. Named one of the 100 most influential real estate leaders in the country, she has been featured in USA Today as well as Apple, Contactually, and Evernote for her creative leadership with emerging technologies. Now, this is where it gets interesting. After nearly losing her life in 2013 and spending almost half a million dollars to get back her health, she is changing the world again by inspiring others to build extraordinary wealth and optimal health all at the same time. And that's how I came to know Christina. Um, she actually had worked with my publisher as well. So we met at one of his events. She's amazing. This spring, I went to her event in Austin, Texas, which is where she lives. She runs an event twice a year. I highly recommend anyone listening who can get there go. I think it's a, I can't remember whether it's two or three days. I think it depends on what you sign up for. So much information about both health and wealth. Um, she's just an amazing girl. So let's not spend any much more time talking about her. Let's get her on the episode. Hey, Christina, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am so super excited to have you here today. I am honored to be on your show. So thank you. You're welcome. So I've explained to everybody how I knew you and how you've actually really impacted my life. So I'm really excited for everyone else to get some of your wisdom today. Um, and we're doing this as part of the series of sort of looking at balance and how we balance work, life, and food. So you're like the perfect person to be on the show. Yay, <laughs> We've had some great conversations. Topic. I know. So to me right now, and we're going to get to your current state of your life, you live a very balanced life. Um, so, but I know it hasn't always been that way. So will you tell everybody sort of where you're coming from and how you sort of got into the space, you know, that you 
we're balancing more and adding in more of the self-care and the food and um, all that kind of good stuff because you were sort of a an amazing business person. But I think at that point you didn't feel as balanced. No, there was no balance. <laughs> and and I'm not sure there's a such thing as balance that yeah. really where I am today, I, you know, the word is balance and balance really means everything is sort of balanced equally. <laughs> and the way I think of my life now is more as a verb. It's not like I'm trying to achieve balance as a noun or a destination or a place or an ideal spot, but it's the act of balancing. And so verbs are, you know, when we can turn our, our language and our life into verbs we have more power over our lives versus when it's a noun, it's stationary or it's destinational or it's a thing that when, when things are, and things are objects, we don't really have control over them, but verbs are actions and actions. We get to take action or we can be an inaction. And so the state of like the act of balancing is really, really where I try to live is understanding there's these different categories of life that to have a good life, I want to make sure that I'm taking care of all of them and trying to do a pretty good job. But by, by virtue of being a little bit heavier on one, because it's more important right now, mm. another one's going to drop off a little bit, but that doesn't mean it's completely gone or I'm not thinking about it. It's just that okay, let's say that I'm not quite healthy and I need to get my food and diet in, in alignment with my goals and ambitions to be healthy and vibrant and feeling great and feeling good about myself, then maybe, you know, I'm going to spend a little bit more time there and maybe I'm going to wait to start the exercise program just a little bit farther out until I get this part that I'm balancing that's a priority more more as a habit or more lifestyle or more built in so that then once that's more or less established and things are obviously always changing, then maybe I can go focus on the next thing. But it's not like I'm sacrificing one thing for another. I'm trying to keep everything equal. That's stress. That's why we're all so stressed out is because we're trying to do too much, everything at once, be perfect at everything, being the perfect mom, being the perfect wife, being the perfect entrepreneur, being the perfect uh, school mom that, you know, that, that's trying to take care of all everybody else and, and trying to exercise and trying to eat well and trying to raise good children. I mean, it's just too, too much. much. It's yeah. just much. And we're still going to get into your story, but I love that because, um, and cause I, and I like to think of balance over a, like a lifetime. And I love the idea of it as a verb over a, a thing. That's so cool. Cause, and I feel like when I first did my health, you know, when I first got into food seven years ago, like I, I couldn't work as hard and I couldn't show up, like I couldn't do that for my kids yet when I first did it. Like there's so many things, like you can't do everything at once. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. But we kind of think we should, or yeah. there's this place of balance. There's no such thing as balance. It's just when we know the art, it's an art of balancing Ooh, I like that. and taking care and it's movement. It's not linear. You know, we live in these linear lives as well, that this happens first, this happens second and trying to do everything at once. And, and the more we can move out of that linear, you know, framework mindset, and it makes sense because time is linear, you know, it really just moves one way, but life isn't necessarily linear. We have all these different parts of life that we're trying to tackle at once or live at once or enjoy at once. And, and so it's always moving. So I like to think of these different life concerns as is more 
symbiotic, meaning think of a yin and a yang that's moving. It's, it's constantly one's blending into the other one. Sometimes one is more prominent and the other one's in the background. But then when the other one's in the background, the other one becomes prominent, Mm. but that's life. It's not linear. It's more circular. It's more, it's more, um, integrated. It's, it's really whole. It's looking at a whole versus this linear line. So sometimes, and we can just see versus this destination I need to get to. And if I'm not there, I'm not perfect enough. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm failing, you know, we just begin to feel worse about ourselves. The less we get accomplished or the farther away we feel we're from these ideal goals. And the more we can just look at life as a whole, holistic, integrated, balancing, and in and out of these different things we care about and just really working towards the, the idea of lifestyle of this is my life and I'm just, I'm a designer of my life and I'm working towards a life that I want, but it's, I'm always in and out of different parts of it at any given time, not trying to reach a certain place. I'm just in it and in it is a great place to be because then you're present, you're in the journey, you know, you're, you're sort of rolling with the punches of the ups and downs that life hands us. There's no nirvana. There's no great place. There's no, there's nothing, there's not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If that, if we can just make it to the end of the rainbow, there's just today, every day in and out of it. And then when we, we live in a place that it's not a destination to be perfect or, or, you know, whatever that destination place is that we think life will get better when we get there, when it's more in, yeah, I have goals, ambitions, dreams for sure. And, but move every day inside the the 24 cycle of the day, not the linear path of just getting through today to get tomorrow. And then the life goal is just to always be growing, you know, just to, just one way or another, you know, my life ambition is, that, you know, hopefully I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday. I learned more. I, I laughed more. I enjoyed more. Something about me just clicked. Uh, and if I didn't, that's okay too. But it's just, and it's not that I failed if today I'm not a little bit better than yesterday, but it's just those little bitty iterative changes that change the trajectory of life. But we have to get out of the destination mindset. We have to move away from when I get there, I'll feel better or life will be better or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's such the, the culture, it's, it's like kind of the soup and narrative that we live in. And it's, it's really a, it's a, it's a recipe for unhappiness because happiness is right here, right now between you and me having this conversation. Great. The podcast will be launched and hopefully, you know, it'll help a lot of people and hopefully it'll even help you be more successful and get your voice out and your message that you want to help people. But that's great. But right here, right now, it's just you and me. Let's be here. Let's be present together. Let's enjoy the conversation by virtue of having this conversation versus trying to get more done. I'm going to be a better person because I know I, I'm learning about you and may be able to help you in this moment and vice versa. Hmm. That's where the joy is, is in this moment. But if I'm just like, oh, God, I've got to do a podcast with me and <laughs> one more thing to do today and I've got to squeeze it in and damn, you know, I don't really even have the time for this because we're all busy like that. Life is crazy. So it's just when we can move out of that story more in like, yeah, life is crazy. This is probably the last thing I need to be doing today, but who cares? I'm going to be fully in it. And it's just a little bit of a shift. Yeah. And I think that that's so important for my audience listening, because a lot of people have kids, right, who are, you know, under high school age. And 
as we know as moms, like it's life changes so fast, but when we're in the moment, we don't realize that. So, so many things are such big deals. Um, and we're looking for the solution in that moment to that big deal. But almost by the time we figure out the solution, like, you know, the child's grown up or the situation's changed or, you know, something happens that's so different. So I feel like that's even more poignant, right? You know, in that stage of having young children. Yeah. And lung in young children is a stage of life. You yeah. can't change that. They require more attention. Yeah. They require more time. That's yeah. the nature of having small children. Exactly. It, it throws you a little bit, let's say, quote unquote, out of balance. But, exactly. but it is, it's just navigating that and figuring out how can you design your life in this stage of life that meets as many of your, you know, your needs and life concerns as possible. But life is always life when it's not small kids, it's something else that that we're organizing around there. Like I said, there's not a perfect place in time where life gets easy. Yep. Life doesn't get easy. <laughs> life is life. And it's just, it's just navigation and being in it with, it's just being in a symbiotic relationship with it. And really, like I said, just the less, the more we can get away from that linear. And that's what nearly killed me is just in, and where life becomes so siloed and compartmentalized and okay, I just, okay, I'll do this with the kids. And oh my God, when I get them this, and I'm going to go over there and then I'm going to work some. And then when that, then I'm going to go over there and I'm going to cook dinner, go to the grocery store. And it's just all these sort of linear silos mm. and it, that's very stressful. Yep. So, but it's really, it is the culture we're in and we, it's like things are mutually exclusive versus symbiotic. And, and, you know, for my life, you know, mine was very entrepreneurial and business and, and linear. So when I hit that milestone or when I, uh, hit that accomplishment or I received that accolade or I get that award, you know, so it was always the next, the next, the next. And, you know, for me, the next was never good enough. So I had to get to the next achievement and, and, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a dissatisfaction because there's never a there that's ever good enough. When you get there, the there that you thought would make you happy, you realize, well, that's doesn't, I don't feel anything different than the last there that was far below this there. And now I have to go after the next one. And, you know, and it's a friend of mine was telling me a story that he is friends with, with a almost billionaire. And I won't even say the name of the company, but it's a well-known company that probably most people had heard of. And he said that, he was talking to this friend. They were high school buddies is how, you know, they grew up in high school together. That's mm -hmm. how he knew this friend. And, and so he, and they live across the country. They happen to be in the same town. So they got, they caught up for dinner and uh, my friends was having dinner and asked his friend that said, you know, how are you? And oh my God, you've been so successful and you sold your company. And um, I mean, amazing. I mean, think about where we've come from high school to where you are now. And the guy was so disappointed with himself. I mean, he, mm. He was just under a billion dollars with his with the exit of his company and just everything else. But he was upset because he's, he can't claim to be a billionaire. He's not in the billionaires club. So he was complaining and saying, yeah, I missed the billionaire club. I didn't make this Forbes list. And and, you know, no judgment. I mean, if that's what makes him happy, that's what it makes him happy. But that's really where we all are that, OK, there's this place that it, as a billionaire, then I can be happy. I'm not I'm right. not happy yet because I haven't received that accolade. Billionaires are the ones that have all the happiness. Right. So, you know, so, and it's just so natural and at any stage of that, that's sort of an extreme stage, but I think it can make the point that, that we all tend to work in that same mindset, that linear mindset, that next thing is what is the thing that will make life better. So, mm -hmm. 
you know, and that's, you know, I was certainly in that and certainly sacrificed my health and sacrificed relationships and sacrificed family. And then it nearly killed me because it was unsustainable achievement based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was very about what other people thought, how people saw me, my possessions, you know, it was all about some sort of external judgment or point of view or, you know, how popular I was. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, you know, I nearly killed myself accidentally through that lifestyle where I finally woke up and realized like, oh, there's no happiness out there. Happiness is right here. And that's what really set me on off on my, you know, new, my latest work. And and when you were in that state, one of the big things was you were just exhausted. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I was exhausted, but I, you know, I had full stage four adrenal fatigue, which is yep. deadly. Yep. And so, um, and, you know, that just whacked everything else. And I had heavy metal poisoning that, that, you know, caused my, my brain to break down and my organs to start shutting down. So I was a perfect storm of mess, but it all came from a, just a, a lifestyle that was crazy, unsustainable, completely out of balance, no balancing at all. And, you know, but it was just based on, you know, for me on faulty logic, on faulty, you know, belief systems yep. on, on, you know, uh, weak narratives. Okay. And so, so you went through that and I mean, I feel like I listened to you talk about your story for two days. So I know that in a half hour we have to, you know, keep moving a little bit. And so you went through, um, through, through sort of change and and figuring out how to take better care of yourself and how to get the metals out and what you needed to eat and how you needed to show up and all the many things you did. And you're welcome to tell us anything that really stood out in that. But then, and I'm imagining work sort of went away during that phase, right? So that was a phase of really self-care and health and focusing on the wellness part of yourself. Is that true? Yeah. And, you know, there's a, a quote that I read one time that says, change never happens until there's a crisis. Yeah. And it's really sad that that's the case, but it tends to be the case. Like crisis is the catalyst, especially when it's so bad, you have no choice. Yeah. And it's too bad we can't be more designed. You know, my, what I want to do with, you know, with my events and, and what I'm teaching these days and that you've been a part of is, is to help us like start thinking, let's be the designer of our lives. Let's, yeah. let's be, let's have forethought. Let's, let's dream a little bit and let's sketch a little bit and let's, let's create this whole, you know, not this linear goal, you know, a goal I'm going to go after, which is sort of the normal thing, but, but this, this more symbiotic holistic dream. And then no, you know, we're, we're the designers of that. And it's about lifestyle. So there's different parts of lifestyle, like health is lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of our health if we want to avoid breaking down and when we don't, it's, 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 uh, um, determinism. I mean, it, it's just determinism. If you look it up, it's a philosophy, meaning the future can be determined. And there, the reason why there's so much disease right now, the reason why we're breaking down, the reason why we just see people with autoimmune diseases and cancers and breaking down and adrenal fatigue and stressed out and all these words that didn't even exist 20 years ago, mm -hmm. these diseases and words that didn't exist, like whoever would have heard of adrenal fatigue, right? So the determinism is that our bodies will break down. They break down anyway. That's called age. So <laughs> they're going to eventually break all the way down, but they're going to break down much quicker and we're going to feel worse and worse while they do. It's deterministic. So that means that if we don't want that, if we want to be healthy long into old age and we want to be vibrant and we want to be sexy 
and we want to feel good in our own skin and we want to age gracefully and we want to be able to be the grandma that takes her kids around the world on trips versus the one that's stuck in a wheelchair with a with um, I don't know an oxygen machine or something we get to choose that today yeah. today so when we know what we want then we can say okay if just how do I how does being healthy work into my lifestyle or how do I design a lifestyle that makes it I can get as close to that as possible, knowing stage of life, younger kids might be a little bit difficult. But once you know what you want, you can work backwards and you start designing your lifestyle. You know, I'm a money coach and and I teach money I, I teach money methodologies and and money has to be a lifestyle. I mean, it's one of those things. Money is deterministic. Compound interest is math. It's logic. It's algorithms. It's you can put in the, your money into a compounding calculator, and you it'll spit out a number. I mean, you can. It's deterministic. If you don't take care of your money today, and you're in debt, you are going to be screwed when you're older, at whatever age that is. And but our obliviousness or our desire for instantaneous gratification because we want to eat all the gluten and chocolate and candy and processed <laughs> foods and carbs. And then we want to spend all of our money and buy our life and go, you know, shopping every time we have a bad day. That's fine, but it is determined. I mean, I can look at your, what you eat and I can look at your bank account and I can tell you where you're going to be 10 and 20 years from now. It yeah. is that deterministic, but we are living oblivious we're completely have our head in the sands. We, we want what we want when we want it. And it's really coping. We're just all coping because life is so freaking out of control and busy and too much. And we're all competing with one another for status or, or to whatever it is. And it's, it's just, again, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And so what you're doing in your work and just the coaching and education on food and nutrition and, you know, just eating healthy, just simply, it doesn't have to be complicated. And, you know, my work with, I'm teaching about money. We have to learn money. You have to learn some health. You have to learn, you know, the diet. You have to learn some, some, the difference between macronutrients and micronutrients. And, you know, you have to want health to be part of the lifestyle and you're helping the world with that. And, and just same thing with money. We've got to get good at it. We have to learn it. We have to understand it. We have to build it into our lives as a lifestyle to take care of our kids, to take care of our families, to take care of ourselves. And that money is a self-care uh, practice, just like health is a self-care practice, just like massage is a self-care yeah. practice. It's all self-care because it's taking care of self and family that if we don't, we're going to harm ourselves and harm our families unintentionally and unconsciously. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny what came to mind when you were talking about both the food and the money and, and being there later. And it's interesting, because I think it's hard for everyone, even people who feel like they're trying to be intentional. Um, and I remember one time I was working with a, a, a like a someone on exercise, a coach, Di, actually, he's been on, on the podcast, so you guys can go back and listen to that. But he said something about doing squats, because I, I was in, in a phase where I was really like not happy with my workouts. And he was explaining that all a squat is, is helping you like be able to always bend over and get something out of the lowest cabinet. And it's funny because sometimes we're so focused on th these like to do's and these things that we have to get done today that we're 
not thinking of their purpose later on. And, you know, for me in that moment, exercise was such a chore and I wasn't enjoying it. And then all of a sudden it became really practical. I was like, oh yeah, like I need to be able to move my body in this way in 20 years or I'm not going to be so happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think money and food and all these things that we need to do are, you know, work that way, but it's hard for us to see that today always. Well, because it's just one more thing to do. Like, damn, I have to squeeze an exercise. When do I have time to do that? And I really don't like it anyway. And man, I have to go by the grocery store and pick up something healthy to make for dinner tonight. And oh my God, I've got to get the kids over to, you know, over to practice. And so we're living our lives by a to-do list and everything's a to-do. And that's dangerous because who wants a long to-do list? We, and so we have to get out of the to-do list mentality. When we move it to lifestyle focused, we're doing these things to take care to, because we're designers of our own lives. We're livers of our own lives. We're, we're in it. We're doing the best we can there is no such thing as perfection. There's no there where life gets easier. You know, once we can just invent or, or adopt just a complete different orientation and narrative about life, it becomes, that's what become, makes it easier. But yeah, yeah our, it's living life by a to-do list is just, it's stressful. It's, yeah, and it it's, not, it's not fulfilling. All right. So since we've got a money coach on the podcast... One of the things that often comes up, I think, as people are trying to figure out, I I think the second we start living our life by design, which a lot of people who listen to this are definitely in the process of trying to do, um, we start realizing that we have to invest in ourselves, in our health. So, you know, good food costs more money. Sometimes getting the right kind of exercise costs more money. You mentioned things like massage, but so many of those things, especially when we're in that mom phase are things that we don't think we can afford. So how do you, how do you shift that mindset um, in your work that, that investing in the, you know, so, so that we can stop to think of these things as selfish and understand more that they're an investment. Like how does that work logistically with money, which is a total shift in question, but I know you're going to have a good answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything, you you said the word, everything is mindset. So we've really been conditioned to think, especially as women, that our value is what we do for everyone else. And it's pretty ingrained. There's even some biology attached to that. But it's mostly cultural from just decades of (laughs) the way it's always been. But self, life is, you know, I call it wealth, health, and happiness. That really the goal is to live in joy to be happy. And in order to do that, that is about self, meaning are we after somebody else's joy and happiness? Are we, do we do everything? So someone across the country is joyful. I mean, sometimes philanthropically, and yes, we want our kids to be happy and we want our husbands to be happy, but ultimately we're all sort of our time on this planet philosophically is to find our own joy, to find our own happiness, to find our own reason, to find our own purpose, to know our own why. Why am I here? And even if my why is here is because I'm I to raise children, you know, certain, you know, my children a certain way with certain values and and whatever that purpose is, it doesn't matter the purpose. It's just really knowing our why. Mm-hmm. And then really continue to develop that why. And but if you don't take care of yourself, if you're unhappy, 
if you're stressed out. You can't be creative and stressed at the same time. And we can't create. I mean, it's 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 the way our brain works. When we're just in mere survival, we can't create. We can't invent. We can't design. We can't be present. We can't truly love. We can't love and be stressed at the same time. They're mutually exclusive. We can say I love you, but we can't feel I love you because feel is in the present moment to fully feel. And, and so all of that is self. It's all self-love. It's all self-care. It's all self-presence. It's all self. It's if we're if we're not healthy, we can't feel good, right? So if if we're stressed out, we can't love loving others to love. It feels so damn good, but we're so effing stressed. We don't even take time to love. You know, and that's what feels best is loving others and then feeling loved. That's the human at the very core of all of us. We just want to feel loved. And the only way to feel loved is to love because it's reciprocal. It's symbiotic. Love is symbiotic. It can't just go one way and expect it to come out and be around designed around expectations or, or that because we don't be loved when we're not ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's so, um, I, I you know, we're just so on the superficial and at the very, like I said, at the very core, it's love. So to love ourselves, when we love ourselves, then we're lovable, but we're too busy to even love ourselves. But it's not to say I love myself. Love is an act. So to say I love myself, it means I act in the sake of loving myself. And then we become lovable. We know who we are. We're attached to our why. That's all self. And so, and then we understand that obviously being healthy is love of self. Having money is love of self to be able to take care of ourselves, to be able to have the money to spend on self. But we're too caught up in the non-self. We're too caught up in what others think, in having the status, in having the possessions, in thinking buying something will make me happy. And if I have the right emblem on my car, my clothes, then I'm somebody important. It's all external. And that's the culture. That's the danger. That's, that's the, the, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the, it's like circus. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's all a mirage. And it all comes back to self. So, yeah, taking care of self costs money (laughs) and it costs time. And relationships are time and love is in relationships. It's not in possessions. It's the time is uh, is like I said, love of spell self to spend time with self. It's love of others to spend time with others that doesn't exist on a checklist. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's being sure that we know we have the money and, and we organize our money maybe around less stuff and more about self-love, self-care, care of the family in ways that's less possession focused and more love focused. So, you know, it's just, it's really just moving the story and the narrative and understand there's only a few key concerns. You need to be healthy and you have to have money and you have to, you know, focus on self so that you can focus on others. And then once the healthier we are, and even the wealthier we are, the more we can give to the world. Yeah. And, and groceries might be more important than toys at some phase, if that's where we're at. <laughs> Absolutely. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this is all awesome. So, so many, I feel like there's so many different nuggets for people to jump into. Um, and one more question actually around, t- tell us your 
so you have all these amazing ideas um, about designing your life. Are there any specific practices that you swear by um, that help you wake up in a day or in a week and figure out what it is that you want to be focusing on as you're moving toward your version of balance? Well, you know, it's when you design your life and you design your lifestyle and yeah, you design habits and practices that, that are in tandem with fulfilling on those ambitions. But I, I'm a believer. I, I get it pretty early. I, I exercise, I journal, I do some meditation. You know, my first, you know, up until probably 10 o'clock in the morning is usually my time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not rushing around anymore. I'm, I'm very methodical and I, I just have my my practice. And then at that point, I'll start my work day and it usually ends around three or so most days. And I mean, I'll check my phone and do things here and there, but, but the heavy lifting is usually done by then. And then I just work to, you know, to be in my day and to, to talk to people and set up phone calls or, you know, spend time. And, and, you know, that's, that's loosely how it works you know, I work a fraction of the way I used to work, I guess. I mean, I still put in a lot of hours. I work hard by, um, uh, absolutely, but it's not stressed work. It's, it's methodical work. It's joyful work. And, and so, you know, I just know my best work times where I'd say I'm most productive and, and create those spaces. But then, you know, obviously food is really important and, and organizing where my, my days organized around healthy food and, and eating at home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's that. I do a lot of travel and, and build those pieces in. So it's, it's just pretty, uh, I mean, on one hand, it's, it's not, I mean, there are days that are stressful, of course, but I just don't live minute by minute anymore. On the other hand, a way to avoid the stress is with structure. So, you know, I live by my calendar. If you looked at my calendar, it's pretty much booked for the next, next two or three weeks. Yep. So, you know, I always look to next week and next week is book writing week. So I'm going to be off the grid and writing my second book and, you know, I won't be disturbed and I'll, you know, nothing else is scheduled. And the week after that, you know, I have my different meetings I've filled in. And, and so that's another thing is that by looking in advance at my calendar every week, it, I mean, I'm pretty much two weeks in advance and there's some white space where other things can fit in, but I don't fit in more than I want to fit in. And then if I want to fit in one more thing because I am willing to, then I can. So it's just, it's really a dance. It becomes more methodical. It's a little bit more pre-thought. There's, there's some structure that keeps, that keeps me in check with, you know, what's important to me. Yep. I love that. Well, and the morning routine, uh, I think is so huge. And I feel like anyone who implement, figures that out, it just makes a big impact on your whole day, even if nothing else happens in the whole day. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And another thing, you know, even to start the day is to get the hardest thing over first when it comes yeah. to business. And, you know, that's really something I try to abide by. I have to say I'm, and it's one of those reminders because we all want to put off the hard thing to last and then it goes till tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And, and so that is one of my practices too, is once I jump into my work day, and around 10 o'clock or 9.30, 10 each day, depending on, you know, what's on the schedule is to really, okay, I'm going to make that hard call just right off the bat, you know, yep. <laughs> get it over with. And if you do that, that's a really helpful like life practice, because then when you, when you do that one thing that's hardest or, you know, is, you know, has, is consequentially has the most impact, the rest of the day can feel successful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. 
So um, it's funny, we actually didn't talk at all about kids, and that's because your kids are older and amazing, and I've met them. So you've done an awesome job. But we, it's <laughs> funny, on all these episodes, we get more into what's happening at home with kids. But yours are yours are all, are they all out of college? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Well, my daughter's got one more year, but yes, they're grown. They're 21 and 22. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And, and you created this life with them. So that's amazing. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you. I, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I've taken Christina's money class and it's amazing. So I highly recommend getting in touch with her. So what's the best way for people to do that? Yeah, really the best way is my website. I'm going to spell it because it's spelled, you know, it's, it would be difficult to figure out. And I know you'll put it in your show notes, yep. but it's wealthy, wealthy dot life, which is W E A L T H Y like wealthy money. And then wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y dot life, not dot com, but dot life. So it's wealthy, wealthy dot life. People can Google my name, Christina Wise. And I have a few different things right now. I'm just launched for anybody that's in a lot of credit card debt. If, you know, to get control of our life, we have to be out of debt. Debt is a, uh, I mean, financial, it creates financial instability, financial conflict. It creates so much stress. It continues to grow and get more out of control. So financially to get our life in order any anyone that has credit card debt we have to get out of debt that has to become a goal and as quickly as possible but what I realized is that yeah anybody I talk to that's in debt says I know I need to get out of debt and it should be as easy as paying off a credit card but it's not that easy Mm. credit cards are rigged and when you don't know how they're rigged for the advance for the to the complete advantage of the bank then it's almost impossible to get out of debt so I just created a course this year that's called Accelerated Debt Elimination, and it's how to get out of debt faster than you think and stay out of debt forever. And really, my goal there is to help anyone in debt have a, a guaranteed plan for how to get out. You just follow the, the method, you do the work, and it's guaranteed to get you out of debt. Like You can't not get out of debt when you follow it. So it's a real how-to system for getting out of debt. And it's what I created when I was $150,000 in debt myself, single mom, lost all my income, lost my business, and was in total financial crisis. And so I just went on a, you know, really a rampage to learn how to get out of debt and studied and, and put this program together. So now I'm sharing, you know, I created it as a, as a program for what I used for myself and have what I've used to coach others for over a decade. But now I've created like a course out of it. So that's called accelerated debt elimination that you could find on my website. And then obviously mindful money that you've done is more of uh, personal finance and how to really understand money, the philosophy of money and the how to of how to work your books towards so that we can build long-term wealth and freedom and happiness and just have that financial wellness piece locked into place by understanding really the mechanics and the practices we all have to be in and we all have to learn money if we're going to have it. Uh, So, you know, that's the mindful money program to help people that really want to take control of their money and build their long-term health, wealth, and happiness. Cool. And I just have to say that I've taken some money classes and read some money books and the way that you frame the piece around like those things that would fall into the categories of wellness and food um it just changes everything so i i really anyone who is worried that being healthy and you know doing all that is cost too much money this that would be a very good investment (laughs) (laughs) um 
All right. So the final question that I ask everyone on the podcast is to tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. And it could have been because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while enjoying it. Oh, food for me, interestingly enough, has become, it's it's just more about health. And so my, you know, I have a pretty paleo keto type diet and and food has just become such a beautiful part of my life. So it, I wouldn't say one meal or one thing. It's it's every bite. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to feed my cells. I'm so lucky that my body can use this nourishment. And so it's more just about the appreciation of food and good food and mother nature. And then just to bite into an organic tomato with a little sea salt, just how amazing that tastes. And that food doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as beautiful and delicious as biting into a, an heirloom tomato that just came off the vine that's organic, was cut up with some salt and some avocado. I'm in ecstasy with tomato, with a ripe, you know, beautiful avocado and tomato with on a plate with some salt, you know, in that moment in time. So it can be simple. It's just, again, the appreciation, the orientation, like, oh my God, it's so stressed. I've got the grocery store and organic's more expensive. And let me shove this food down. And that's, you know, that's our busy lives. So that's one. The second piece, I think, answer to that question, it's really just to, to the appreciation of food, but also food and, and experience. So I have two ways that I approach food. One's at home for nutrition, like I said, and just the appreciation of, of what the food does and what my body does to convert that food to energy and health and vitality and then just so grateful for the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other side of it is, is experience, that food food can be experienced, but when we're eating out all the time or we're eating on the road or going through the fast food because life is so busy, we're missing food as experience. Food is family, sitting around with friends or family and having a conversation over food when we go to dinner to make it more experiential where it's great food that maybe these amazing flavors, you're going out to celebrate life, have the experience, but not just as a mad rush because it's convenient. The convenience is killing us Mm. in so many ways. So that's just, it's looking at food as nutrition and food as experience. And once I've moved to that versus an inconvenience or, or I, you know, uh, whatever that other way of thinking Mm -hmm. about it, it's just changed. It's just made food such a beautiful part of my life. And, and that, that's what it's about for me. I love that. Well, thank you. It's totally with you. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> yeah. All awesome. right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Christina. And I will see everybody else on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Thank you. All right. I hope you guys liked that. She, Christina's always really inspiring. And I love that about her. I feel like from that conversation, we can all get really lifted out, lifted up, lifted out, lifted up, and feel inspired to go off and do our next thing. Which brings me to what I always share at the end of every episode, which are three doable changes from the episode. So as you know, if you're hang around here regularly, if you're new, welcome. But if you hang around regularly, you know that I love the idea of small doable changes that add up over time to make big change. Because what I have found is that when I try to make big changes right away, when I try to change everything, get healthier, change a gazillion habits all at once, which is something that sometimes at this fall time of year, we can 
sort of start to try to do, it gets really overwhelming because all of a sudden we get too busy, a child gets sick, we have to travel, our spouse has to travel, and we find a day where we can't do these gazillion things and it throws us off our game, but we haven't integrated them into our life enough to be able to get back to them. And so when we really focus on one thing at a time, we can really play with it. We can, you know, figure out how it can fit into our life in a real sustainable way and we can create habit around it. And once we do that, we can never lose it. So even if we get thrown off by a sick child or a bad day, we can always get back to that doable change because we've actually integrated it into our world. So that's why I'm so big on them. And if you want to get 101 of the ones that I've written that have specifically to do with health, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and download that list. But also at the end of every podcast episode, I share three that I am pulling from the content from the interview that we're having that I think would be great places to start or continue or whatever it is that you're doing. And I do pick out three, but I still recommend choosing one, one that really resonates and going with that one. So let's get back to three that Christina shared, not even really knowing that she was sharing them, but she did. The first is be present. So practice being present in just small increments throughout your day. Instead of thinking about the next thing on your to-do list, focus on and enjoy what you are doing right now, whether that be helping a child with homework or chatting with a friend or making dinner. How can you really be present? So this is a fun one to play with. Number two, sketch out your good life. If a balanced life is one where you are paying attention to all the parts that are important to you, so not just your work or not just your kids or not just your hubby, whatever, or not just yourself, what are the parts that need your attention? And which are getting attention right now? Which need more attention right now? And what would give you joy? So start with this awareness, start by planning it out, by thinking it out, by really imagining what a good life would look like. So I love that Christina doesn't love the word balance. I use it just because it's a word that resonates, it seems, with the most people. But this is really about creating balance in your life because we can't have it all at once, but we can have it all. But we need to sort of think through that holistically. So spend a week sketching out your good life. How fun is that doable change? So be present, sketch out your good life. Number three, do the hardest thing first. So this was a big life lesson for me. I've been doing this for a while now. So when we have something that we know will be hard to do, we often put it on off till late in the day. Have you ever done that? I know I have. And then it gets pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. So instead, if you make a practice of putting your hard thing first, maybe after self-care, by getting it done, you let go of the energy tied in waiting to do it and you start the day off feeling successful. Now, how good would that feel? So that's a great one too. So many great things she shared. So number one, be present. Number two, sketch out your good life. Or number three, do the hardest thing first. I would love to hear which thing you are going to choose to play with 
come tell me over on Facebook on the Plan Simple Meals page. I would love to know. I actually think, so I've been sketching out my good life ever since the eclipse. Somehow that's been the energy. And I'm going to get back to doing the hardest thing first this week. So that's what I'm going to work on this week. And I would love to hear what you're working on. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast, which happens to be tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.